Karen. Yes. Wouldn't it be great to have a blueprint for our lives? It would be. Right? A map of sorts to align mm-hmm. ourselves with our soul contracts and our spiritual gifts so that we can make the best of the opportunities this time around? It would be. Now, would you be able to veer off the map a little bit? Or is it like you have to follow the roads? Uh, I mean, that's what our guest is going to be talking about, oh, right? Perfect. Because we are in luck. This week, we have someone with us that's going to provide us an exact blueprint just by using our birthday and birth name. Ooh. And she can even help us to utilize the energies of our current personal cycles to help with future planning and allow us to take advantage of the universal energies around us. I need that. But no, we're not talking about astrology. If you're interested in learning more about yourself and your unique purpose in this lifetime, then this is the episode for you. My name is Will. And I'm Karen. And unlike Mulder and Scully, we both want to believe. So we've embarked on a journey of discovery. We've talked to people deeply entrenched in the spiritual and metaphysical world. We've thrown ourselves into weird and wonderful experiences. I even joined a coven of witches. And wait. You joined a coven? Yep, all in the interest of finding something, anything, that will prove that there's something beyond this physical, three-dimensional world we all live in. This is The The Skeptic Skeptic Metaphysicians. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, this story is an old one, which I'm sure you might have heard before, but it's good. So it's called The Obstacle in Our Path. There once was a very wealthy and curious king. Well, this king had a huge boulder placed in the middle of a road. Then he hid nearby to see if anyone would try to remove the gigantic rock from the road. The first people to pass by were some of the king's wealthiest merchants and courtiers. Rather than moving it, they simply walked around it. A few loudly blamed the king for not maintaining the roads, but not one of them tried to move the boulder. Finally, a peasant came along, his arms full of vegetables, and when he got near the boulder, rather than simply walking around it as the others had, the peasant put down his load and tried to move the stone to the side of the road. It took a lot of effort, but finally he succeeded. The peasant gathered up his load and was ready to go on his way when he saw a purse lying in the road where the boulder had been. The peasant opened the purse and found that it was stuffed full of gold coins, plus a note from the king. The king's note said that the purse's gold was a reward for moving the boulder from the road. You see, the king had shown the peasant what many of us never understand, that every obstacle presents an opportunity to improve our condition. 
Now, obviously, not every boulder in our path will result in a bag of gold, but every boulder in our path that we don't tackle head-on definitely won't. Hey there, I'm Will. And I'm Karen. And welcome to another episode of The Skeptic Metaphysicians. Our guest this week is Lauren Drake. Lauren is a professional numerologist and Reiki practitioner who found her calling in the holistic healing arts later in life after suffering from corporate burnout. Sound familiar, Karen? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Now, following her intuition, the universal science and her understanding of herself gained from numerology, she stepped away from her 15-plus year career to follow her dreams and transform her passion of numerology and energy healing into her destiny. And now she practices this modality full time. So you know she is an expert. Now, this has allowed her to focus solely on helping her clients also understand themselves and set their own paths to their unique destiny while helping them balance energetically to live a more fulfilling life. I am so excited to talk about numerology and life path with Lauren. Lauren, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm super excited to talk to you guys. Well, I can just imagine some people listening to this and going, oh, numerology, but there are so many different myths or misconceptions about numerology. Mm -hmm. Can we just set the table? What exactly is numerology and why should someone believe it? Yeah, sure. Definitely. Great place to start. So numerology, it's actually an ancient metaphysical science of the study of numbers, specifically the frequency and energy that numbers emit, right? So that's under the belief that the numbers are connected to the divine. And this goes back, it dates back to at least 500 BC. There was a Chaldean system out of Egypt, Babylonia. There were similar systems being developed in Rome and Japan and all over the world around that time. So I think that's really cool. It speaks to how those ancient cultures really understood that numbers held the energies of the universe. So today we utilize, typically in our society, we utilize um, Western numerology, which um, Greek philosopher Pythagoras is credited to being the father of Western numerology. Um, And so he came up with this numerology chart so that attributes a number to each letter of the alphabet. So utilizing that, you can take basically anything, um, anything with a name, and break it down to its unique code and decode what the universal energies are that it holds. Now, using that for our name, we can figure out our unique destiny and our emotional temperaments and all sorts of different things of why we're here and what we're here to experience in this lifetime. Hmm. See, I don't know if I would want to know that with my name, because these days my name is not the name to have. Who named me? What is going on? It's all bad. And are you going to talk to the manager? That's all I, want to I, I do. I want to talk to the manager who names these people. <laughs> well, now, is this Pythagoras the same Pythagoras that has the theorem that we all yes, learned yes, and about? Yes, very busy. And he's a very busy man. He's definitely a I'm very great smart. mind. Well, I've got lots of questions, and I think they're going to be obvious to a lot of people who are listening to the show. The first one, of course, has to be how? How is it possible that numbers could have a vibration that will actually dictate what I do or what my destiny is in life? All right. Well, think about everything around us is energy, right? Even the just the physical objects we see around us are energy. There's constantly energy flowing through the universe and even our bodies are made up of energy, right? And so, so why shouldn't numbers as well carry a specific energy frequency as well? 
And I even think of it as like, um, I like to compare numbers to think of music notes on a scale, right? You can have a C, a C that you're playing at a certain octave. It emits a certain frequency and sound. Same thing with a number. It emits a specific sound or vibration. And that way we just can't physically hear it with our ears. Mm. There are specific people in the world, though, that do have that natural talent that actually can hear numbers. I do wow. not have that, unfortunately. But yeah, there are That's people around that can. Yep. Is it when someone actually says the number, like number four, and there's a <laughs> vibration that goes on, or is it, or is it actually just intrinsic in the number? It's intrinsic in the number as well, and it could be also your vibration of your voice as well, right? But intrinsic in the number, and even when you're seeing numbers, it's just like emitting this vibration to to you, and that you're taking into your energy field. And and going back to that example of the the music note, right? You can also play a low C. And then jump up an octave and play a high C. It's the same note, but it's a higher frequency. And that's how numbers also exist in the universe, where there's higher and lower vibrational expressions of the number. And that's how you come up with these different attributes, like the light and the shadow side of each number. What? La upper and lower vibrations of the number? Uh, I am so confused. This is... So, uh, okay. Oh, my God. Karen, I'm going to take over, so you better ask a question. <laughs> well, I have a question, but it's we're not there yet, I don't think. so. Uh, okay. Well, then, astrology, I can I can see how we're all made of energy. We're mostly made out of water, so just like the lunar cycles affect the water in the world, like the tides, it, I can see how it would affect the water inside of our bodies. Mm -hmm. Same with our celestial bodies and planets, comets, that kind of thing. But numbers, vibrations, this is a little mm -hmm. bit harder to wrap your head around. Well, I like to think of number, so numerology kind of being like a more concise version of the astrological energies around us. Like it's an easier way to understand those. For me personally, you know, I, I really enjoy numerology, or I'm sorry, astrology as well, but it's, it's much more complicated. There's so many different movements of the planets. And like you said, there's luminaries, you know, all the different energies. Numerology kind of like condenses this to be a, a little bit more digestible, especially when you're talking about the universal energies around us. Um, and even your personal cycle. So it kind of like summarizes those astro astrological energies that you're dealing with at the same time. And you'll even see that. Um, typically, if you um, have a, a numerology prediction of a universal cycle or like this year is a seven year, right? Um, and even you have universal months. We're currently in a March is a universal one month, which was right alignment with what you're hearing from the astrologers saying that, you know, there's new beginnings right now. This We're in Aries season now, right? We're starting a whole new astrological calendar. It, it's right aligned with, with the one. The one is all about new beginnings, Right. So I think that numerology really ties all those energies together in a nice little, um, more concise summary to understand. I want to kind of go to the names again that you had mentioned. Yeah. I can understand. I mean, I got to wrap my head around it, but I can kind of understand, you know, if, if the numerology that related to someone's birth date, but names, I mean, people kind of choose those willy nilly and then you can change your name. Mm -hmm. Um, my mom changed her name, you know, so does that change? Your energy, like what happens if you do that? Yeah, so I, I believe in with numerology, um, we believe that your soul comes in you knowing what your name is going to be. And that's the vibrational frequency that you want to represent you and all the qualities that you want to take on in the physical form, right? So that name that you're given at birth, that's what we use to decode your birth chart or your numerology birth chart. 
But if you do change your name, you do have those, you know, there are some slight energetic changes and frequencies with that name change as well. But you'll always have that same unique name from birth, which will be that was what your soul wanted to come in as. Hmm. Okay. So you mentioned it's not just your name, but also your birth date that goes into this whole numerology thing. And Karen's question was a good one because my birth name is very, very different than the name I go by is just because it's a different translation in English to Spanish. So my name is Guillermo in okay. Spanish, but it's Guillermo is William in okay. Spanish. And when I moved to this country, people couldn't say Guillermo. So I changed it legally <laughs> to William. Oh, so okay. which one do you use then? Because they're both the same. They're both my name. It was oh, just, you know. That's a good question. Well, right. thank you. Everyone's so I would actually yeah. use your name. We would use Guillermo. And actually, instead of basing it on the English numerology chart, we would use a Spanish numerology chart. Oh, come on. There's an English and Spanish numerology chart. There's differences? There's more letters. No matter what. Yeah. So it's based on your native language. So you'll have different numbers according to that, your native language alphabet. Oh, my gosh. So I went to your site and I did the numerology thing. So I was like this, woohoo, I know what my my life path is and all that kind of stuff. And I was really happy about it. So now you're about to tell me that that was all wrong. Your birth is not going to change, right? So you still used your correct birthday. So across the board, everyone's birthday is going to be calculated the same. It's just if you have a different native language that your name based in when you were born, that's when we would use um, a non-English system. But it will calculate the same. All right. Did you say that astrology was less complicated or more complicated? (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Right. All right. Well, that's why people like me exist. So you don't have to do all the calculations yourself. uh, Perfect. Yes. We're so glad to know you. (laughs) Well, then let's get to it. How, How would you calculate your numerology, your number based on all the information we just talked about? All right. So your most essential number is your life path number, which is calculated based on your birth date. So the easiest way to do that is literally take the month, the day, and the year of your birth and reduce them down each to a single digit, then add together. So let me walk through a little example. And I'm going to use um, an example that has a little exception in it too, so that you can get an idea of how um, it works. Great. Because there's something called master numbers in numerology as well. Those are the double digit numbers. So, for example, say somebody's birthday is November 27th, 1983. So first you're going to take the number of the month. So we've got November is an 11. So now 11 being a master number, technically you don't reduce that until you add all the components together. If it was, say, October, then that would be the 10 would get reduced to a 1, right? You go 1 plus 0 is 1. But back to the November example. So you've got an 11 for the month. And then if they're born on the 27th, we're going to go two plus seven equals nine. Okay. So now we're talking about an 11 and a nine. And then we're going to take 1983 and add all those numbers up and reduce it down. So right here, one plus nine is 10 plus eight. We've got 18 plus three, 21. So then when you take two plus one, that equals three. So all together, we've got 11 plus 9 plus 3, right? 11 is 9 is 11 plus 9 is 20, plus 3 is 23. Then finally reduce 2 plus 3 is 5. So the life path number of this individual is 5. 
Does that make sense? I know it's a lot. <laughs> it does. It does. So I'm, I'm going along with you and I'm doing mine. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, my, my birthday is June 17th. Okay. And I guess I'm about to reveal my age to everybody out there, but 1967. So okay. if that is correct, it's a six plus eight plus five, right? Because six correct. being June, yeah. eight is one plus seven would be eight yes. right, for 17. Mm-hmm. And in 1967, you add all those. You, it, reduce them. Thank you. Reduce them. <laughs> you get to a five, if I'm, if I'm not correct. mistaken. Is that, yes. is that right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So then you add all those. So 19, and then you reduce that even further, that would be 10. So my life path is one. Correct. Yes. Actually, yes. You'd have a 10-1 life path. I won't. There's something in the numerology that I practice. They're called high numbers. 10 is considered a high number, which is very similar to a master number. Ooh, I'm a master number. Yeah. So, right. So there's more potentials with it. But yes, technically you are that the root number one as a life path. You'd always look at that. And then if you have either a high number or the master numbers, 11, 22, 33, and so on, um, you live at this, you have this potential to live at a higher vibration, more potential, um, different attributes and things that you have that you're able to tap into in order to live up this bigger, to these bigger achievements of the master number or the high number. I'm an eight. Okay. Did you just do that on your head? (laughs) (laughs) I'm good at math. Math is not my strong suit. (laughs) I actually had to use my fingers to figure out. Oh, I still, even with all of this, I still write it all down. I have to see it. Yeah, I'm not very good at just going through in my head like that too. I like to write it down and see it as well. So, mm, have you have you met my friend Karen? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then, so Karen's life path is what at eight, Karen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then I assume that each number has a different. It's like like Gemini and Scorpios mm-hmm. and Cancers. So, and we'll get into those. But before we do that, that's your birth date. Correct. What? What does your name, how do you calculate your name? And, and is that, so the birthday is life path. So what does your name tell you? Um, so in your name, actually, there's three different numbers we can get from your name. So like I said, by taking that numerology chart from Pythagoras, if you have, and your, your name's in English, right? You just take the one that, the English version and breaking down each letter of the name to a number and then adding them together by reduction, like just like we did for the birthday, but you do that with your name. And then, so with all of the numbers together, all of all of your letters and everything added up, that's what we call your expression number. So your expression number is the unique talents and abilities that you've acquired over your lifetime, that you, it's like these skills you have at your disposal to make things happen in your life. It's like, like I say, it's like how you manifest things in your life. Um, do, you, do you use your whole name or just your first name? or Your whole name. So you'll want to use your first, middle, and your last name. And even if you have like a hyphenated last name with two names, you'll use all of that. Right? Because what? that's technically what your soul came into this incarnation as. So what about like... Uh-huh, you're going to be busy. I know. I've got a long name. So you did math right now. <laughs> and you know how good I am at math. Two hours. <laughs> Uh, so, but what about, cause we, in our culture, we use our confirmation name also when we're confirmed in the, in the Catholic church. So my full name is Guillermo Alberto Nicolás Rodríguez Calas. If you take it all into account. So do you use your Catholic name, your well, confirmation name or no? Technically. Okay. I, I also grew up Catholic and typically, typically you're conf- confirmed around like 14, 15 years old. Correct. Mm-hmm. Was that the same for you? Yeah, it was my mother. Yeah. Um, so you're still going to use your name given at birth. Okay. So although yes, that. 
whatever name, like I said, a name change, adding a name, things like that will add some extra energetic qualities, but it's not going to change that. Um, basically like the soul contract, that soul blueprint that you came in as. Okay. So then to take even more specifically, we use our father's last name and our mother's last name, where here in this country, it's just first name, middle name, last right. name. We use first name, middle name, father's last name, mother's last name. So mm -hmm. I, I assume we'd use all four. Yes. If that's, if that's literally what's on your birth certificate. Okay. Like that is officially your name or when you were, what you were given at birth, then yes, you would use the full name. Okay. That, that does, that will shorten the time I do math for a little <laughs> <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> I didn't even know you'd been confirmed. Yeah. I learned a new thing yeah. besides the <laughs> metaphysical stuff. I always yeah. learn stuff about Will. Yeah. I was confirmed, believe it or not. Yep. They let you in? Uh, <laughs> they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. Uh. I suppose there are different charts for that because we talked about the English versus Spanish charts and all that kind of stuff. So, you know what? Let's take a quick break since we're, it's, this is a, a nice segue piece right here. When we come back after this really quick break, we're going to go into what the life path numbers are, what they mean. Uh, we'll dive a little bit into that and we'll see if we can't calculate what our destiny is. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the podcast, World Awakenings, the Fast Track to Enlightenment YouTube channel. World Awakenings is the channel that seeks the knowledge and answers to all things spiritual, metaphysical, and enlightening. And we do that by having some of the world's greatest teachers, authors, and experts as our guests. If you're seeking a better, healthier, happier, more loving, joyful, and abundance-filled life, then you've come to the right place. The World Awakenings, the Fast Track to Enlightenment podcast with me, your host, Carl Gruber. If you want to know more about the Law of Attraction, A Course in Miracles, Metaphysics, Trance Channels, Energy and Chakra Healing, and more, you'll find it right here on the World Awakenings channel. This is the podcast, World Awakenings, the fast track to enlightenment. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, today's review does not come from Apple Podcasts or even the skepticmetaphysicians.com. It actually comes from Instagram, where Stephanie Olson, who is a follower of ours, sent us a note specifically about Faith Strings episode, Connecting the Dots. And she says, 
I enjoyed this episode. I found your podcast a few weeks ago and bravo, such a nice variety of speakers and topics. Appreciate you both. Well, Stephanie, first of all, thank you so much for listening to the show and enjoying what we're putting out there. But most of all, for taking the time to reach out to us and letting us know how you feel about the show. And if you would like to connect with us on social media, we are on Instagram at Skeptic Metaphysician underscore podcasts or on Facebook at Skeptic Metaphysicians. We would love to connect with you on all of our social media platforms. Now, if you'd like to hear your review read on the air, like Stephanie's just now, you can always go to skepticmetaphysician.com, leave us a review on the website itself, or go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review there, or Podchaser as well. Or, like Stephanie, you can send us a message on Instagram, and you might just hear your words here on the show. Welcome back to the Skeptic Metaphysicians. We are talking to Lauren Drake, who is a numerologist and healer and she is here to give us all of the information that we need to know how the numbers in our birth name and birth date actually help us to align with our soul's purpose in this lifetime and prior to the break we calculated how we come up with our life path number and i i'm happy to report that i am a not a master number but i'm a high number right so <laughs> i'm taking whatever you know i'll take it so yeah, you hear that all the time I, even no, from that one, number here. Yeah, in fact from that <laughs> one i would like to be addressed as high number will <laughs> <laughs> so i'm wondering you know and, and we kind of talked about astrology being you know complicated and different but in astrology certain signs go well together is there something mm-hmm. similar to that in numerology so if i'm an eight and he's a five is that a good match or you know should I yeah, start you can, making other you plans? Can, <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my God, yeah. I did not just go there. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely compare the different attributes and qualities of the numbers. Um, but just, just like astrology, so in numerology, you're not just one number alone. Like with astrology, you have your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign. You have all those different things along with all the different planetary aspects and everything that affect your um, your personality. In numerology, all your numbers of your core chart actually affect that, like how you actually, you know, go about life and how your view on things and your belief systems. So really, you'd want to look at the entire chart, comparing that to the whoever your partner, right? And say like, okay, here are your, um, the places where you might find challenge, like where maybe you guys might butt heads. Or you can look at here's where you align, you know, and these are your, your certain beliefs and things that are similar. And I never like to tell anybody that, um, you know, just because of, (laughs) yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I don't even like to say that, you know, you won't fit together because of certain numbers. Just know that all relationships, there's going to be challenge. I mean, that's why we're, we're here in relationships for a reason. We're trying to learn lessons, right? And a lot of times in your relationships, though, that's where your greatest lessons can lie. Mm -hmm. So when you, when even if I see two people that have very disharmonious and numerology, we call it harmony versus disharmony with numbers. Even if I see a very disharmonious chart, I can still say, okay, well, yeah, here's maybe where the energies you guys want to avoid. And here's what you may have a challenge with, but you can always choose to push through those and learn from each other, right? And learn to bring in those other energies mm-hmm. in that way. And I know personally, like when I look at my husband and my chart, we technically look like opposites as well. But to me, it's like we fit very well together. We learn from each other. And I I think that's really about um, where your souls are in your evolution if you're able to um, take that challenge on. 
and accept other people's paths. We talked about it a lot, Karen, that, mm-hmm. about how many different paths out there. The important thing is that you accept that your path is not the same as others. Exactly. So just because you have a disharmonious life path in mind, it doesn't mean that we need to separate. We just have to accept each other's life path and support each other in our in our moving forward. But actually, you guys, you're just if you look just at your life path number, mm-hmm. the one and the eight actually are very they're harmonious because they're both about achievement. They're both about wanting to be a leader, right? They're both very action-based dynamic numbers so you're very much in alignment there you know where maybe i don't obviously i don't know your other numbers but maybe where you might have a challenge is because maybe you're both a little bit too controlling a little bit wanting to take the lead right because you both have those leadership qualities about you have very strong um will centers or you know your solar plexus are very well developed with those numbers right well maybe we shouldn't look further well (laughs) (laughs) while we're ahead Uh So you have the, the numbers for your birthday and you have the numbers for your name. And when you're looking at the chart, what other numbers are you calculating to create this chart? Okay. So there's actually a couple other numbers that we derive from the name. Oh. So so we talked about the expression number, right? Which is the full your full name, all the letters in your name. Um, but then you can also break it down to if you take just the vowels, right? Calculate, add up just the vowels in your full name. That gives you what we call your soul urge number, which that speaks to your belief systems, your how you think, um, just your your natural desires. And this number is more something that people that you're very close to may know this number in you, but it's not something that you probably widely share with everybody else. Um, so that's all, like I said, the vowels of your name. Um, and then you can also, if you take just the consonants of your name, and add those all up and reduce it the same way, you come up with what we call your personality number. So that is like how you project your energies out into the world and how other people perceive you in in the world around you. So there's many different things like, so all of these numbers together, and there's even what we call a, a birthday number, which we didn't talk about yet, which again is based on the day of your birth. Like that one's a little bit easier to calculate, right? <laughs> Literally just today. <laughs> so that speaks to some innate talents you were born in the world with, right? So those come on board right when you're born. That is literally the day of your birth. Um, and so taking all these five numbers together can give you a really good look at just someone's natural disposition, their emotional temperaments, how, like I said, how they believe, their talents, their abilities, um, but most of all, what the life path is really tells us the most essential part of it are the lessons that your soul came in this lifetime to learn and what you really want to focus on this lifetime. Oh, boy. And so I'm still kind of stuck on the name thing. It's because I feel like, you know, someone else is choosing your name. Mm-hmm. And for for example, when our daughter was born, we thought for sure she was going to be a boy. We We didn't have any tests done. We just kind of felt, you know, so we had. A boy's name, middle name, and then we had a backup boy's name, middle name. Yeah. We had some options, maybe. Not 100% sure if it was going to be a girl because we just knew she was going to be a boy. So, I mean, it's kind of a funny story. When she was born, Will thought our poor son was deformed. <laughs> True story. <clears throat> Until he realized, oh, she's a girl. Oh, not a boy. <laughs> I was quite concerned. <laughs> but we named her originally Sophia. Okay. And after, you know, she was, I would say, for maybe a good 10 minutes. And then when they came and they brought us the birth certificate and they were, okay, how do you spell Sophia? We're like, nope, Sienna. And mm. we changed her name, like, right at the last minute. So okay. which name would she 
be supposed to have? I would say go with this with Sienna, right? That's what you decided to go with. That's what was Mm -hmm. documented. Because Mm -hmm. I I believe and I believe other numerologists are under the belief that your soul and even our children's souls, they Mm -hmm. choose us, right? They Mm -hmm. choose their parents and how they want to incarnate and the situations that will be best for their alignment for learning their lessons. So, you know, my take on that, on your story is that, you know, yes, you had this in mind, but she came into the world and you're like, her energy just doesn't align with that. And her soul knew, right? She already knew that it was going to be changed with Sienna, right? And so it's just, that's what it should have been. That's what's in alignment with her vibration. And Karen, I, I would say what, there was a moment where we just looked at each other. We just, we just divine inspiration. Oh, it's Sienna, mm-hmm. right? I would say something, someone said, no, it's not Sophia. It needs to be Sienna. And you did not like Sienna at first. Intuitively, it wasn't It wasn't something that I was resonating with until that moment mm-hmm. when we looked at each other and we, and we said, yeah, yeah, she looks like a Sienna. How does a baby look like a, like a name, right? It's <laughs> right. Not, it's, right it's an, intuitively, we it's knew very intuitive, yeah. the but, energies were Sienna. But interestingly, now she's choosing to go by her middle name, Blaze. Hmm. Okay. So well, she that- wants. Well, she's just kind of maybe feeling more of the energies. Like if we calculated that out with the kind of energies around there, that's just what she's feeling right now and feeling more aligned with. Uh, but like I said, that will still never change her overall soul's lessons that she's here to learn. Okay. Yeah, we are going to be reaching out to you for sure to, <laughs> yeah. to create some charts for <laughs> us. Because I love to work with you. <laughs> this is fascinating, absolutely fascinating. And I know we've got to get to the life path numbers because I know everyone in the audience is screaming, what is the love of yours? But but I got to ask the question, if I'm a number one and I go and I go, that does not sound like me at mm-hmm. all. It's a two-part question, actually. Have you had people say to you, absolutely not. This is nothing at all like mm-hmm. me. And if, if you've had that, is there a way to change? If like, I don't like being a leader. I, I just want to follow. Can I just make up my mind and say, nope, I'm not leading and be a follower from that point forward? Change your destiny that way, even though your number says not to? Okay. Well, first of all, let's talk about the alignment to the number. So it is pretty rare that people say like, no, that doesn't sound like me. Because I think you will find that with numerology, it is extremely accurate to the point where it's almost scary mm. um, that you really, it, you just will feel so seen and and just heard and uh, you just acknowledged in that way. And because you'll be like, wow, this really is me down to all the numbers. Um, but there have been a, a few people and there are different things in in the numerology chart that can kind of um, block one's connection to their life path number. and But also keep in mind that your life path number represents the lessons you're here to learn, right? So you don't automatically come in already like as a newborn, like I'm a leader, I'm ready to go. I'm going to, you know, just uh, you didn't take know over. Me, that was <laughs> he was that kid. <laughs> and so that's, that's your path. That's what you were meant to learn. And yes, you have some of those innate qualities, but that's the lessons that someone's trying to learn. So I would usually look into be like, okay, are you living more on the shadow side of the number? Maybe that's the case. And maybe that's why you don't feel like you're fully embodying that life path number. Gotcha. Or there's other aspects that could speak to why someone isn't. Like if there are stronger numbers in say like your expression, your soul urge number or your personality number, if they're really dominating numbers, like if they're very strong, passionate numbers like eight and nine, and then say somebody in their life path, they have a two which is it's much more subtle and gentle and go with the flow. And um, so that may block that connection with that compassionate, slower energy 
because they feel the need to, they have so much pent up energy in that, the eight and nine, that it kind of takes over their chart. And so that's when I would work with, with the person and just realize like, okay, yes, these are all part of you. And these are all beautiful aspects of your personality, but we need to try to focus more and do more like heart centered meditations and different things to connect to your heart, to bring out those qualities, because that really is what this person's soul came in here to learn. Right. And and to your, your question about, can you change it? Um, well, you can't change your birthday, right? (laughs) Once you're born, you're, you're born then. Um, but what I would say is you can, anyone can choose to represent any qualities they want, honestly. And, and that's why I like to say that numerology, it's a good spiritual tool. Like it's never going to, um, dictate anything in someone's life. Um, and, and everyone always should use their intuition above all. Like that's always number one and, and what fits for you and what feels right for you. Numerology is just a nice tool to be able to help put you on that path if you don't really know, or if you're just looking for that validation that can really help. Um, and so if someone's like, I don't want to do that, I'll say, well, unfortunately, you're probably going to have a little more struggles in your life if you're pushing against that, because those are the experiences that your soul wanted to learn in this lifetime. So it's going to be more of a challenge instead if you accept and just embrace it and really kind of lean into the aspects that you, you do like about that number. And then all the other aspects will kind of come on board over time. You mentioned shadow, the shadow side of the yeah. numbers. Is that like, is it the opposite? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. So the shadow, it's like, remember I mentioned earlier about um, talking about numbers like um, note, like octaves, right? Mm-hmm. Music octaves. So you have like the lower representation of a note, right? Is at a certain frequency. Then that double that is the next active up but it's the same note mm-hmm. and so um you can think of like living on the light side of the number is the the good kind of nice qualities and attributes of that number mm-hmm. that it represents on the higher frequency on the shadow side it's more of the the challenges that come along with it the lower vibrational feelings and things okay. that are associated <laughs> with that number as well okay this is so interesting it, it's fascinating <laughs> all right well this is the time that you've all been waiting for. Let's go into it. Let's start with the number one. Just yeah. let's just start at some random. Let's just start at some random spot. Let's start just with the number random. one. It happens right. to be your number. <laughs> anyway, oh, 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 look at that! Wow, <laughs> who knew? <laughs> okay, so let's dive just briefly into some of these life path numbers, so people who have calculated their life path numbers while they've been listening can now have kind of an idea of what they're about. Yeah. Okay. So, yep, perfect. Let's start with number one. It just makes sense. It's the beginning of numerology, too. We're starting with the one through nine, right? So, with the one, I mentioned earlier that one is all about leadership, though. And one is about new beginnings and venturing into new territory. So, if you have a one life path, you really desire to stand out. You really desire to achieve and have that leadership quality. And just you love new beginnings, starting something new, new insights, new ideas. Those are just a real delight to you. You have a very strong willpower and can sometimes be very blunt, probably very much just say things how they are, right? Because you're just noticing things and saying it and you're in your power in that way. Um, But your path really involves developing your leadership skills by guiding other people uh, with your strong sense of direction. But they're also the ones that are going to bring usher in the new. Like they're those, like I said, those explorers, the pioneers that are going to be the first ones to do things and try things out. And ones are all also about finding their own individuality and standing up into their, um, into their self in that way. And 
not shying away from standing out. So definitely as a one, it's part of your lessons to really practice your courage and stand your ground and live in alignment in your own path. Hmm. That doesn't oh sound my like, God. That doesn't sound like me at all. No? <laughs> it's like you just described him. Yeah. I feel so wow. I feel so vulnerable. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, okay. So that's incredible. Yeah, that that, Holy cow. that pretty much nails me to a T. So oh my God. what are the I mean, obviously the negative sides of things would be living too far into ego and being mm-hmm. too uh, bullheaded and all that kind of stuff, right? Which exactly. would never happen to me, thank hey. God. But us the whole number. Okay. So then is is ten different because you mentioned it was a high number. And, right. and I guess we should go into like what master numbers are versus regular numbers. Yeah. So right, like I said, so this the type of numerology that I practice, ten is considered a high number, which is very similar to the energies of master number twenty-two. Master numbers, they're a higher potential, more energy. Um, there's more challenges and lessons that come along with it as well. Um, but you have more potential for achievement with the high number or the master number. And as a 10, like I said, being very similar to the, the 22, which we call the master builder, um, it's all about the energy of being very connected to the divine, right? Cause master numbers have just naturally are more connected spiritually. You're all about ushering in these new, different, exciting modalities and insights and things. Um, but the 22 is, or the 10, I'm sorry, like I said, similar to that master builder energy, you have all the intuition and that of like a master number 11, but then you're, you're really meant to build something lasting and tangible within the material world. So like you said, you have this podcast, right? You're literally making something physical and having these teachings that you're sharing with a large number of people because Master numbers really also represent influencing a larger number of people than just your close, intimate relationships around you. You keep talking and you keep describing me to a T and it's really scary. It's <laughs> funny because we are, it's, it's weird. we're in the process of building something right now that, that's, mm-hmm. that's right in line with what you're talking about. So that's exciting to, to hear. And even with your work, he has um, created this incredible family out of the people that work for him. That With, with me. With you, but you're, you're their boss. But. Oh. I'm their leader. But yeah, whatever. The semantics. <laughs> Just let me finish, please. Sorry. I'm trying to compliment you. <laughs> but it is. It's it's like these he's chosen these people that work very well and have this incredible work ethic, but all would like walk in front of a bus for him. Not for any other reason other than they really value him. And I have been told by many of them that he is the best they've said boss, sorry that they've ever worked for. And so that's just when you were talking about, you know, leadership and all of that being a strong point. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's really weird. And even, let, let me speak a little bit more on that master, or the, sorry, the high number, right? Because like I said, related to the master number 22, the 22 and the 10, they're both very, very able to like recruit people to help them like build their goals and, and achieve their big, I mean, sometimes lofty dreams, but that's really something they can achieve. Because the people are following them, not because, you know, they just, you know, want to find someone to follow, but it's like they can see that vision that you have. And you're very good at sharing that and communicating that and breaking things down so other people can understand. And they just naturally want to follow that and want to help out. So, and I mean, it seems like you're definitely living up to this big number and what you've built um, in your work. It's amazing. It's it's incredible. This is not uh, the, the one 
criticism that someone can have about astrology is how generalized information is. This is pretty specific, right? Very not, specific, yeah. Yeah, if you're if you're not a leader, you're gonna know. It's like, no, I'm not, I don't know what she's talking about. But this is <laughs> this is very much pegs me very clearly. Mm-hmm. So okay. So then let's let's move forward. What are the other numbers yeah. that we can all right. So number two, right? I mentioned earlier that two it's it's a very gentle, it's more of a feminine number. It has a lot of the divine feminine in it. So very sensitive soul, these people that have a life path number two. And they have a deep desire to relate closely with other people. Um, and there, it's also very connected to, two is also another spiritual number, very intuitive as well. But they're also a very good listener, right? They're really, because they have that compassionate side, they're very empathic and empathetic. They can really like allow someone to have their time and listen to their side of things. And twos are just naturally about balance. Right. And so they're able to see both sides of the coin and in situations and they make very good therapists, right? Because they're very good listeners. They can help people see different sides and different, maybe different perspectives that they haven't even thought of. Um, but sometimes because the two is very sensitive, it can tend to be a little bit overly sensitive, um, and lacking barriers. So a lot of twos that a lot of my clients will definitely, they feel that like they're very empathic. They really are affected by the energies around them. Um, so it's very important for someone that has, you know, two life path or twos in their, um, core numbers to be very, you know, maintain their energetic hygiene, you know, cleaning out their aura and things like that. And just being careful about what they're letting influence in their life as well. Okay. But, um, their main lesson really is related to the desire to build intimate relationships. They're really the type that wants to really know people very closely. Like they're not the type that's going to want to have big, huge friend group that they, you know, aren't real close to. They want just a few friends that they really can dive in deep with. And part of their path is also continually developing their intuition and their spiritual connection as well. Okay. So number three, yep. Um, yep. number three, three is the most useful, like childlike number of all the numbers. It's extremely creative, very social. And just lighthearted. That's really around the lessons of the three. The three wants to learn how to just live in the moment and just be optimistic and really just see things, see life as like the half glass, the, sorry, the glass half full, um, even through challenging situations. They have very open minds. They're very curious. They're very playful as well and can really experience, like see the magic in the mundane around them because they're living in the moment. Because yep, Tina of- definitely lives in the moment. Mm-hmm. We can't hurry her up for save our lives. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we'd, like to have, we'd love for her to live a little bit less in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, and with a three too, though, because you're very open-minded and we like to be, you know, very curious. You can tend to have a lot of interests and be exploring all these, but maybe become a little bit bored if you're not mentally stimulated enough or if there's not, you know, enough going on. Um, and threes are also all about expressing themselves. So it really is part of their lessons to learn how to freely express themselves, whether it be, you know, written, you know, orally, or if it's with whatever they create, if they're artistic, however it comes out for them. Um, but also, like I said, being optimistic and learning to um, see the lessons and see the, you know, positive side of challenging situations as well and pushing through those difficult times in order to demonstrate to other people that there's just these natural joys that life has to offer. And uh, a personal example here, I'm actually a life path three. And, you know, 
probably years ago, if I would have seen this, I was like, that doesn't align for me because I, I can be very moody. I have gone through some depression and things like that throughout life. Um, but I look at that as it's like, right, that was my lesson that I needed to work through. That was what I was trying to learn. Yes, I had times when I could be just very playful and childlike and fun. I said very serious times. But that was, like I said, part of that lesson that I was trying to learn. And now now I have more of an understanding. When I am going through a little bit more of the harder times, I can see the lighter side and be like, no, I'm meant to push through this. I'm meant to still be this optimistic, bringing joy to other people. And like I said, seeing the magic in the mundane. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. All right. So number four. Number four is all about structure and about planning. Think of, right, there's four sides to a square, very structured in that way. Um, fours definitely like to future plan, right? They want, they don't want to have like any uncertainty on their path. Um, they're definitely all about building stability of home, you know, and definitely, um, topics related to money, home, safety, things like that are very important to them. They also can act very maturely, whereas we're talking about the three was a little playful and childlike. Four is more serious. They're much more want to deal with their responsibilities. They'll put the responsibilities first. They can also be very detail oriented, sometimes maybe even leaning into a little bit of perfectionism. Mm. Um, so they and they definitely have that ability to set their emotions aside and deal with things pragmatically. Fours are also very strong willed and can be very decisive. They can also put up very good external, strong external internal boundaries, sometimes a little bit too much where the fact that they may hold themselves back or they want to be too safe and not take healthy risks and not get out of their comfort zone. So it is really part of their learning path to be like to learn how they can still create that stability and feel that safety for themselves and have a build a firm foundation while also not boxing themselves in and still being able to live life to the fullest. All right, number five. So fives are the free soul, untamable, adventurous kind of energy. They really want to like live like completely to the fullest like explore everything, have all the fun, just do everything, try and jump in. They really desire change and they can be extremely flexible and um, being good at improvising with situations. Fives are also all about their personal freedom, right? They do not, like I said, they do not like to get boxed in. They want to do things their way and they sometimes need to learn the hard way because of that. Maybe they're even a little bit rebellious because they want to do things their hard way and their, or sorry, their specific way. And they're going to be the ones that are questioning the, you know, the norm and, mm -hmm. and saying like, well, why do I need to do that? Those kind of energies. They also love travel because they love to see the world. They love adventure. They're very social, right? So they really want to expand those social networks. They're very good at it too. They're very good at communication and expressing themselves. And they just have that natural charm that kind of draws people in that helps out with that communication and, and socializing. So what their path really involves like defining what freedom means to them and being able to live fully but not going too far, right? And not still live the fullest, but not bringing too many risky situations to them and following that good balance. Sounds like a fun number. It is a fun number. <laughs> Are you sure I'm not a five? I know. I want to be that <laughs> you may have some in your chart. It's myself too. I have a lot of fives in my chart as well. And so, I, yeah, I feel that pull all the time. But there, like I said, there are shadow sides too, right? We tend to be a little uh, yeah. bit more rebellious. Maybe even a, sometimes people can run into more self-destructive tendencies, having a lot mm. of fives. Yep. Definitely that got some sense. fives in me. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so number six. Six is that like parental energy. It's it is the nurturer of all numbers. It has a extremely 
compassionate heart, very family oriented, very much wants to, you know, not only do they have the qualities of the four where they want to have the responsibilities and build up a, a home, but they take it further where they're like, I want to feel that belonging. I want to have that family around me, be a part of a community. Just really know that they are really an integral part of feeling that belonging. And they can be very, even though they're emotional, they can be more emotionally mature and they understand how to work with their emotions more. They definitely love all people, animals, nature. These are just that really, like it's a kind of mother nature kind of energy as well. Because they really want to try to foster harmony in their environments. That's big for them. They do not like things, you know, cause ripples. They they want things to just be smooth and, and make sure everyone's happy. Sixes are really all about taking care of other people around them that they love. And mm-hmm. sometimes at the detriment to themselves because they're constantly putting others first and holding back their own feelings and because they don't want to rock the boat. So their path really involves learning the lesson to practice that unconditional love by giving to others and being part of a family or community, but also working through those emotions and not holding those back and realizing that they can still, you know, stand in their own truth and say their part and not have to worry about disrupting the balance too much. All right, number seven. Seven is... An extremely deep, very serious kind of number. It's very reflective. Sometimes can be seen as mysterious. Sevens are very wise. They're full of knowledge and they always want to keep learning. Just like the three. Three is very curious, but it's more like a fun kind of childlike curiosity. Mm -hmm. The seven is like, I want to know everything and I want to dive deep into it. So they'll keep asking why and want to know, you know, the deeper questions and the questions that a lot of people may tend to shy away from, like a lot of existential questions and things. They're all about that. And they're all about figuring out and diving deeper and deeper every time. Seven is also a very spiritual number. So it's all about finding and and seeking their own spiritual truth and walking in their own spiritual truth. They're very emotionally controlled as well. So like there can be a little more pragmatic in that way, but they're also very unique. It's seven is an odd number. It's all about, you know, its own path. So the sevens life lessons really revolve around being able to express their unique individualism, but really, and then really looking to the, into the depths of their soul and establishing their own spiritual truth. All right. Number eight, Karen, your number. (laughs) Number eights are really about achievement and manifesting in the material world. You're very good at attaining things in the physical world and and really putting in the work to reap the rewards in that way. Because you really like to seek progress. You like, you're like said, very ambitious. You have a strong personal authority as well, great willpower. And you just have a natural, eights are very passionate, kind of fast moving energy. So it's a natural intensity that kind of pushes you forward to get things done and really want to reach the top. But I think I mentioned earlier, eights are very much about control. Not only do you want to kind of control your life and really be able to plan it out in that way, similar to the four, but you're seeing the bigger picture than than the four does. But you like that control in your life. Sometimes on the shadow side, maybe a little bit too controlling in that way or too controlling of others. Some eights can lean that way. Because of that ambitious tendencies, eights can also tend to become workaholics. Right. Because they're always kind of like always wanting to reach that goal. So their path really is striving for their aspirations. They should be trying to reach those goals, but also learning to overcome that tendency to lean too much into the material world and find that balance between the material and the spiritual world. And think about eight. If you put it on the side, it's an, it looks like an infinity symbol. Right. So, and you can think of that as one, the physical world, the other side, the spiritual realms. And to really master that eight is to be able to smoothly kind of maneuver between the two and really understand that, yes, you can achieve this material 
wealth and status and achievements in this lifetime. But to really understand that that's really not what matters, right? Really what matters is that unconditional love and connecting to your soul that way. How's that feel, Karen? I, I don't feel like I fit. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, that can, like I said, that definitely part of your lessons, but also have mm. a lot to do with what your other numbers are. Mm-hmm. So that can really influence how the eight comes out in your life. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'd be, yeah, I'd be very curious to do yeah. your chart and find out what all your other numbers are. And, and maybe, maybe you're leaning more into one of the other numbers or even your, your birthday number. So what, what day of, what day were you born? Um, July 3rd. The third. Well, do you feel more like a lot of those three qualities that I mentioned? That playfulness, lightness. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So you definitely maybe you're leaning more that birthday, your talents are coming out a lot more than what you really are aligned to that those lessons in this lifetime. What about the nines? All right. And so nine. So nine really is the humanitarian. They are all about, you know, they're very altruistic, constantly putting others before themselves but more on a grander scale, like where the six was like those close related to them, they were really kind of nurturing them. Mm -hmm. Nine is all about humanity, right? They just want to help the larger groups of people. So they're very generous with their unconditional love and material wealth. And they have a really free, open heart and mind. So they're very open to different cultures, different lifestyles. They really do not discriminate. They just love everybody. And that's why nines also really like travel, really like to do international travel and things because like I said, they like to just really learn about other people in the world. And they have a great respect for everybody. Nine is also another spiritual number, right? This is a very spiritual expansive number because this is the last number, one through nine, and then you cycle back to one, other than you have the master numbers. But it's all about expanding and not only just within your own life and and everything, but spirituality as well. And nines can be because they're very passionate. They definitely, whatever they put their mind to, whatever their heart is set on, they are all in. Like they really go all into it. But they're also extremely talented. So that can be a gift, but also a challenge because it can cause a nine to feel like they lack direction because they could go in so many different ways. Like they're probably good at a lot of things. And so that can become a little bit confusing to a nine. That's where they really need to look into their heart and really feel like what's in alignment for them. But that's really part of their path is continuing to um, um, work towards, you know, humanitarian ideals but also bringing in leadership capacity. Nine, because it's this big number, right? It's the end of that cycle. It's all about being a leader as well. But it's not um, the leader like we talked about with the one, which is like more about like, well, I want to be the first one. The leader in the number nine is more about like, well, I see these injustices in the world. And so I'm going to lead something to help fight for, for the people that need it. And then people just naturally follow that kind of leader. I know we are just scratching the surface, but unfortunately we are so short on time. Mm -hmm. All this this information is incredible. It really is so interesting. I I definitely feel like we need to bring you back on the show to talk a little bit more because we haven't talked about karmic debt numbers. We haven't talked about, there's so many other things we can talk about. I do know that you do personal numerology readings and you have one-on-one coaching programs and things like that for numerology and energy healing. And you're also starting a workshop in May that teaches numerology, Mm -hmm. right? So how can people, if they want to take advantage of, of these programs or reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that? All right. So my website is it's illuminatedlifehealing.com. And so my readings are all on there through the booking page on my website. You can read all about my workshop. My workshop is actually going to learn how to incorporate. Um, you do a little bit of energy work as well, learning about the energetic body in order to gain a soul connection. So utilizing numerology 
to really connect to your soul's blueprint in that way. Right. Mm. So yeah, just my website has all that information. Um, and I even, I have, cause I really like to track personal days, um, and personal cycles. I actually have a numerology guide for personal cycle or personal days. I'm sorry. On my website in my shop that if you use the code podcast, you can get it for just a dollar and 11 cents. Um, and that will walk you through literally how to calculate your personal cycles and what each personal day, like the energetic gift the day brings, um, some advice of maybe things that you should try to schedule or do on those days and what to watch, things to watch out for as well. So it's really amazing. Like I said, I think it, it speaks here. If you like astrology and like to kind of, um, you know, track according to astrology, I think you'd really be interested in this as well, because it helps, like I said, it helps summarize the energies around you each day. Mm, yep. Uh, well, this has been absolutely fascinating, Lauren. Thank you so yes. much for coming and sharing your expertise with us. Um, I know we're going to uh, reach out to you to get our charts done because this is this is so amazing Very to me. We're going to add a link to your website and all that kind of stuff on our show notes. So just go to skepticmanifestation.com, go to Lauren's episode page, and you'll see the link there. All you need to do is click it, and it gets you connected with her right away. So, again, can't thank you enough, Lauren. Well, thank you so much, Will and Karen. This has been a blast talking to you both. It's been thank a lot you. of fun. Wonderful meeting yes. you. Thanks for coming along on this journey of discovery with us. We'd love to continue our conversation with you on our website at skepticmetaphysician.com or on Facebook and Instagram under Skeptic Metaphysician Podcast. If you know someone who would benefit from hearing the messages we're sharing on the show, do them and us a favor and share the show with them. It will help get the word out about us and it may just change someone's life for the better. And if you're listening to this on the radio and you missed something, well, not to worry, all of our shows, including this one, can be found at skepticmetaphysician.com where you can also watch the videos or even send us an email or voicemail directly from the site. We absolutely love feedback and would appreciate hearing from you. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as we have. That's all for now. We'll see you on the next episode of The Skeptic Metaphysicians. Until then, take care.